Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to Hope. My name is Tammy Lynn Connors. This is my YouTube channel and podcast, Helping Other People Evolve. What I do here is I interview people that have been through a struggle to get to a strength. And today I have my beautiful friend, Alicia, with me. Alicia, I've been, we've been trying to do this for a while now. Yeah, we yeah. have. And I always say God's plan, the universe, whatever you believe, I believe God's plan. But here it is, October, which is um, Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Yes. And she is a survivor and we're going to hear her story. So um, for anybody that doesn't know what my mission and vision is, it is just to help somebody that's at home feeling like they're struggling alone in this world, especially in nowadays, um, people are at home feeling like their struggle is so unique to anybody else's struggles. And then they hear a story of hope. Somebody else has been through a struggle, but has gotten to a strength. And that is my only vision that you could hear a story and get out of bed that day and maybe walk outside and just take a deep breath and know that you're going to be okay. So Alicia, I met Alicia at the gym. Yeah. She's um, one of the trainers at LB's circuit training, plug to LB's. Yeah. Um, it's my first gym that I really seriously took working out serious. Yeah. Nice. And I, as anybody knows now, I work out quite a bit and I love it. So I met Alicia. I didn't really know much about your story. I know, um, I don't remember what year it was, but they were doing the breast cancer walk and they were wearing shirts for you. And then I was like, Oh, I need to know more about her story. So <laughs> do you just want to share a little bit like who you are? I, your life. Let's yeah. just hear it. Thanks. <laughs> um, so I'm Alicia Pangrak and, um, I, my kind of, um, education was in education. So I used to be a teacher at a school and then I got my master's and doctorate. So I was doing administration and different things like that. Um, also consulting, I worked for, um, a consulting company for a while. Um, and Eventually, I got out of education. So right now I'm working for my husband. He owns a pharmacy in downtown Toledo. And I also work at the gym where we met. Um, so that's kind of just like my general background. Right. But um, while I was going through school to get my master's for my um, education administration, that's when I was diagnosed with cancer for the first time. What year was that? Um, I just celebrated my 20 year survivorship. Yeah. So that was back in 2002. Um, I was 28 at the time, which if you kind of have an idea about breast cancer, you know, that's fairly young to have a breast cancer diagnosis. So I had found a lump in my left breast and just because I was young and I didn't really have a family history at that time, I was working out as well. So I was fairly healthy. I didn't smoke. So I felt like I didn't really have any risk right. factors towards that. So I kind of ignored it. Dumb idea. Don't ignore. <laughs> Don't ignore things. But I'm like, oh, it's nothing. It's right. probably just a random lump or whatever. Um, but then it gradually was growing and getting worse. And so my husband actually encouraged me. He's like, uh, you know, this seems like it's something. Right, <laughs> so right. you better go get it checked out. And I was still like totally in denial. I'm like, uh, I'll do it because you're like asking me to, right. and you're concerned. So I'll get it checked. But I like was not concerned about it at all. Um, but as we know, 
I should have been concerned about it because it turned out that um, I had stage three cancer, um, mostly because of the size of the tumor. I let it grow for so long. Um, So I had a lumpectomy. Um, Thankfully, the cancer hadn't spread outside of that area. Um, But I did do chemotherapy and radiation just you know, yeah. to be on the safe side yeah. with it. Yeah. <laughs> so what, that was in 2002? Yep. Okay. 2002. 2002. So then you're in remission completely, right? Is yep. they call that remission after it's removed or what um, is that? I mean, yeah, I don't, you're never really, I guess, cured, cured right. of it. They, studies come out. So of course, the longer that you go without a recurrence, your um, survival rate increases. So the magical number was always 15. Like if you've made it 15 years, that's like really good. Um, But yeah, so it's more like a remission. So you were, you were in school still at that time. You said getting your master's. Yep. I was getting my master's, which turned out to be really good because it gave me something to focus on rather than just, um, you know, all the scary stuff going on with my health. So a lot of people said, why didn't you like, drop out of school or stop school. And I said, I really needed something else to like focus on and keep my energy. Um, so yeah, I just kept going with that. I just love that you just said that because it's so true because so many people would just go and unfortunately just lay in bed and be like, right. For me. Right. And, and all the things that go through your mind where you're like, Nope, I have to do school. I have to keep my energy focused on something other than this. Yeah. And that's probably, probably part of the reason why you did so well with it Mm -hmm. is because of the mindset. I definitely agree with that. Like you just have to be thinking forward and, Mm -hmm. and I am going to get through this. And so I can't stop my life. I like right. want to continue. And so I've got to just focus on that and keep doing what I need to do to progress in life um, because it is so easy just to kind of shrivel up yes. and, and stop living, but yeah. you can't, do, you can't that. do that. You, you can't, can't do that. <laughs> no, I agree. You can't do that. So now when did you start? Um, I guess we'll fast forward a few, quite a few years, yeah. probably. Um, how long have you been working at for LVs? Um, well, I've been with LV at the gym she had even before her own. So I've probably been working out with her for like 10 years, but okay. she's had her own gym for seven. Yeah. So yeah. I've been with her since that point now, as, you an start instructor. as an instructor. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And her classes are great just to let you guys know they're fun. <laughs> um, so then you just got re-diagnosed again, correct? Yep. Um, in 2019, I got diagnosed again. Yes. With breast cancer again? Yep. Breast cancer again. <laughs> and like I said, that 15, 15 year years, mark right. was like a golden thing. Yeah. So I, once I hit that mark, I'm like, Oh, you know, yeah. I, I can take a breath and really like not have to worry about this so much, but then 17 years after my original diagnosis, I was going in for my regular mammograms and they found something abnormal again. Um, and luckily because I had started being regular with mammograms, they caught it very early okay. this time. And so treatment 
I mean, I would say it's better because I didn't have chemo and radiation, but since it was a recurrence, I ended up opting for a bilateral mastectomy um, just to further reduce the chances that it would come back yet again. Um, So yeah. So now how often do you get checked then? Really? um, I don't have to get mammograms now because I don't have like real breast tissue. Um, so I just kind of get a yearly checkup and my doctors have always said, again, you know, your body. So when you feel like something's not going right, or you notice something different to reach out to them and they would definitely get me in to see me and check me out. Um, so yeah, it's definitely being in tune with yourself. I've watched you, I watch you on social media and I even, so since 2019 with the rediagnosis, you always remain positive and uplifting. Oh, that's you know, I, and even if it, whenever I see you, you're always like that. And I'm like, man, people need to be more like Alicia because <laughs> it's because it's what I can imagine. Like 2019, like you said, you know, you're like 15 years was 2017, right? Mm-hmm. So you're like, I'm good, I'm good, and then all of a sudden, bam! Yeah, two years later, you're like, ah, oh. that had to be pretty devastating at first. Oh yeah, I mean. Once you've been through it one time, you kind of get the gist of how things go when you're diagnosed. Mm-hmm. So when I went in for my mammogram, you know, they come back in and they're like, oh, we need to take more pictures. And you're like, mm-hmm. mm, that you told me that the last time. Right. And so they start doing all these things. And so your anxiety is kind of rising. Like this is reminding me a lot of the first time. So in a kind of weird way I expected Mm -hmm. to have the doctor call, but nothing can totally prepare you for her calling and saying, I'm so sorry. It's back again. So, yeah. Then you, so then um, it sounds like also you have a very supportive husband. I do. Yeah. That's so good. Yeah. (laughs) Very good. Yeah. (laughs) Now you guys don't have any kids. No, we no, do not. No, I didn't think so. I was I wasn't positive on that. I know yeah. that I know that you just lost your dog and it breaks my heart because I um yes, <laughs> I um lost my great dane in 2013 and I'm still not over it. I yeah. mean it's nine years later and I'm still like I see pictures of her, I'm like, oh I miss her so much. So um so the second treatment, um, how long did that leave you like laid up? Um, well, it was kind of like long like over a year process yeah just because when you get the well I opted for reconstruction so I had three different surgeries the first surgery they removed my breasts and they put in like expanders which will stretch the skin so that you can get your implants put in um so I had that and then they actually ended up taking tissue from my thighs and they moved that to my chest to like kind of make the breasts. So that was pretty intense because I had scars from like my knees all the way up to my groin area. So that was like a super tough (laughs) recovery. And then the third um, surgery, they just put the implants in. So that was fairly easy compared to the other ones. And and I know that um, with you being an instructor, and a trainer that um, I'm sure the gym helps you with like mindset and just doing that. And that yeah. had to be tough too, because you couldn't do that. Yeah. Well, I'm always like, do as I say, not as I do. <laughs> <laughs> because, you know, doctors want you to stay off for like sure. six, eight weeks. And um, I get that. And I 
value their opinion. But for me, I'm like, seriously, if I stay home for that long, mm-hmm. like I will get into that bad headspace yeah. where I'm going down this dark path. So for most of my surgeries, it was like a week or oh, two. Okay. And I was back, not obviously full right. on, but I'm like, even if I'm moving and doing upper body because my legs, I obviously couldn't do much with, but just getting in there, being with the people, that's like very, you know, their energy is contagious to me. So being around um, positive people and moving around, it was really good for my mental health. So I didn't necessarily follow doctor's orders. orders. You know, (laughs) sometimes we don't, but we know what's best for us. And we must've been thinking on the same wavelength because I was going to say, and the thing about LBs is that community of people, right? You want to talk about love and uplifting and the energy is so good. I've never walked in that gym and felt anything bad, right? Like, and I'm really intuitive on bad energies and stuff. And yeah. I've never walked in there and been like, Oh, yeah. these people I walk in there and I'm like, even if it's because of course we all have our days that I'm like, I really don't feel like going to the gym today. Right. And then I get in the, I did it the other day. I sat in the parking lot for like 10 minutes. It was raining. And I was like, I really feel like going in there. And I got in there. And as soon as I walked in the door, it was just like, yes, this is right. It's almost like a home. Yeah. You know, absolutely. And that's, that's the way I've always felt there. So I think that that, you know, when you talked about having positive people in our life, that's mm-hmm. one of the biggest things that all of us should try to do. Absolutely. You, know, you get those negative Nellies and you got to go, you got to go. Yeah. Sorry. Exactly. You can be, you know, nice to them and stuff. Right. But you can't like, yeah, it let them affect exactly. energy for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I, um, I'm feeling that a little bit at the casino right now because I went back there to work and um, oh. there's a lot of unfortunate negative energy. There's a lot of addiction there and stuff, but, um, and for my friends that work there and you're going to hear this, there's a lot of people that work there that are miserable. And I'm like, you've been here 10 years. If you're this miserable, you got to find something else. Yeah, for sure. You know, it's not worth it. No, as you know, life is so short, Mm -hmm. right. And things can change in an instant. You know, I just, I just posted something the other day about, you know, a car crash, a diagnosis, a death, um, a loss of a job, a house, your life can change that quick, you know? And so we always, I feel like if we keep that positive mindset, when those things come at us, at least we, we have a way, a tool to be able to, Mm -hmm. to get through that. So now you're working for your husband part-time or full-time? Uh, part-time. part-time. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And his pharmacy is downtown Toledo, you said? Yep. Yeah. It is a little independent. Pharmacy, nice. Nice. So. Yeah. Good. And then how many days do you teach at the gym? Um, right now it's just three days. Uh-huh. I kind of cut back a little bit. Um, just because it was getting to be a lot because I work out myself and right. teaching on top right. of it. It right. can sometimes get a little overwhelming, right? But three days. And- three days. I'm good. And, and you're good and healthy and everything. Yeah. I feel like super great. Yeah. Um, I, it took me a little bit to get back to where I was pre-surgery, but I really feel like good. Yeah. You look like you look great. You know, way back there. That's right. And that's the thing, you know, that's, and so you, that's why I do this to let people know, you know, a diagnosis doesn't mean that your world's over, that your life's over. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I, I've, I've been blessed that, um, the only time I've really been diagnosed with anything was when I, back when I drank and I had uh, pancreatitis and mm-hmm. my liver was failing. I mean, that's all oh gosh, yeah. but when I came back and now, I mean, I've been blessed not to have anything major, but I do know that if I did, I know in my mindset that I'm going to get through it, do my best. I'm not going to lay down and just die basically. Yeah, absolutely. Know? And unfortunately 
people do do that. And I, that's why I do this to let people know you don't have to, you can survive most, most anything that's handed to you, you can survive. You Absolutely. Know? I yeah, think totally mindset and yeah. Thinking about what you have to live for yeah. and what you see your life being after you know, the mess, there's always yeah. a messy part. Yeah. But. <laughs> there's always a messy part, but through that messy part, there's a message. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And, um, so I was going to say something, me, shame on me because I hadn't had a mammogram in 12 years. Oh, okay. I just had one done and everything yeah. is great. But I, I was like, when they said the last one you had was whatever they said, however many years, 2000, no, 2010. And I was like, Ugh, shame yeah. on me. Cause I know a lot of people that you know, have had breast cancer and have survived and because they got diagnosed early enough, right. You know? And so, so now I'm yearly just so everybody knows before he yells at me, <laughs> but, um, is there like anything you want to share with anybody, just some positivity or anything that you just feel? Um, well, I will say like I going through my cancer journey, I did join a few support groups like on Facebook or whatnot. Um, but I did notice that sometimes in those support groups, like people were just kind of complaining about things and it, I don't know, they were supporting each other, kind of going down these dark paths of complaining. And I don't know, it just wasn't energy again that I wanted. So Mm -hmm. it's always good to have support, but just be kind of aware of the types of support people are giving each other and that it is positive and people are really trying to uplift each other. Um, so I did get out of some of those groups just because I'm like, this is not helping me at right, all. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, that's so. true. I've been in some of those groups too with addiction, you know, and I'm like, and then it's like it's the same thing. And I get that people are there for support, but you can only support so much negativity. And right. then you got to be like, I got to go. I can't, I can't. And I've done that like in, in three different groups, you know, I try to be the light in there. And then eventually it's like, okay, they're dimming my light. Yeah, so for sure. That I can't do that. For people myself. have to be like, I'll support anyone, but they've got to be making effort themselves exactly. to like improving. We can't do it for other people. So yeah, I'm glad you're the light for people, but they've got to be accepting yeah. of your life. And I love what you just said. We can, um, how do you say that? Darn it. But um, we can't do it. We can't do it for people. other people. Yeah. And so a lot of times I feel like people will be, cause I'll try to help. I'll try to help. I'll try to help. I'm like one time I just tried to help you again, give you great advice. Second time again, I did third time here I am again, yeah. <laughs> and you're still doing the same thing. And I have to be like, I love you from afar. That's, That's right. all there is to it because as we know, we can't change people, like mm-hmm. you said, and we can't let them drain us, right. you know, because then you get, and so I've learned really um, a lot in the last two years about detachment, like mm-hmm. letting it go. I actually have a sister that's in active alcoholism and addiction, and I love her and she knows I love her, but it's from afar. Yeah. You know, sure. I can't be drained by that. Mm-hmm. And so that's it's really part of important. your self-care to, I mean, yeah, make yeah. sure you're not letting that negative Yes. Yes. And that's exactly it. So I am super excited that we finally got to Yay, have a hug. Yeah. I love the Me hug. Too. Yeah. Cause I've been, like I said, we've been trying to do this, but it worked out well for this yeah. month. So I'm super excited. Um, I love following your journey. Thank I you. love working out at LB's. I don't see you very much when I go, but, um, you know, we're all family there. So yeah, everybody, sure. thank you so much for tuning Thanks. in to hope. I hope you guys all have an amazing day and we will see you all soon. Bye. Bye.